Welcome back to a bonus episode of the Accounting Twins podcast. My name is Becky. And I am Norma, and we're super excited that you can listen in today. So if you've been following up on our social media and our other podcast episodes, we mentioned that we're starting a book club for advice for a successful career in the accounting profession, How to Make Your Assets Greatly Exceed Your Liabilities by Jerry McGinnis. So this book was originally made uh, to give advice to college and university accounting majors and students or those who just started off early within the accounting profession, but this slowly turned into a resource for anyone within the accounting profession who wants to further along their careers. So this book has been such an interesting and great read because it includes many practical examples and real life experiences from Jerry um, throughout his long accounting career and it's honestly like really fun and engaging and has a wide variety of topics it really does i like how much it gets into with any all of these pages and i wish i had read it as a student and that's all i'm gonna say yeah so (laughs) so the purpose of these book club episodes are that we're going to use this great book and we're going to talk about it and connect our experiences and expectations with our professional careers uh, to what Jerry has written and experienced and learned from his students and just talk about it with you. So like each chapter covers different parts of your accounting career. So there's three sections to this book uh, in each section has a few chapters. But the great thing about each section, it's kind of like a different point within accounting career. So the first section is about like college, getting ready for your job. Then yours. the second section is at like the beginning of your professional career. And then the third section is about furthering your prof- professional career. And it's honestly just really interesting. So today, uh, episode one of the book club is going to talk about chapters one and two. So before we get in, we did just want to touch on that every chapter does have multiple things that are being touched on. But Norma and I just picked up a few topics of the book that we really felt like we wanted to mention or resonated with or we have really good insight on. So we are not covering every single tiny little detail. We are covering a few of the overarching topics that we find super important. So first chapter that we are going to talk about is why accounting is a great profession. And obviously we know it's a great profession. That's why we're here. But we want to get into it a little more and we want to discuss it. So this first chapter is about why accounting is a great profession. Now, obviously, we are biased because we both want to go into the accounting profession. I mean, Becky's already in private accounting, and I'm going to be going into public. But it's just overall a great profession, and this chapter lists just a few reasons why, and we're going to just briefly touch on them right now. So the first reason why that accounting is such a great profession is because it is a pathway to other opportunities. So you have managers, seniors, CEOs, CFOs. You can do directors of finance. There's so many ways to do many different things with an accounting major and as a profession. Yeah. So when I first was thinking about what major I wanted to do when I was applying for colleges, I looked at the business college at the University of Arizona and the different majors offered, and I immediately realized that I liked accounting. But then I had a conversation with my dad, I think a few weeks after I applied and said that I was thinking about doing accounting. He's like, that's such a great career because you can do so many different things with it. And if you really want to move up within a company, like 
a lot of CFOs are accounting majors compared to most of the other majors. Or you can be a director of finance or all of these things. So the reason why accounting is a great profession is because you can do so many different things with it. And what also I remember a lot of our professors talking about this is that it's kind of it's just the backbone of a business. Wouldn't you say, Becky? I would agree. Like every company, even if it's a nonprofit, deals with money. So every company needs an accountant. And with this, what I've noticed is you can really find a way to make an impact on something that you think is really important. For example, I love the mission of my company. Do I have the creativity enough to do some of the things within the company? No, but I'm really good at accounting and I believe in the mission. So I'm doing accounting for a company whose mission I believe in. Like you can do accounting anywhere. So find a place you enjoy it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So that's just one of the first reasons why accounting is a great profession. But one thing that I found super interesting that Jerry included within this first chapter was that Jerry put a little myth that accounting accountants are introverts, but he debunked this myth. And I just want to briefly touch on that because I remember when I was thinking about doing accounting, so many people were like, well, like, those people are just like introverts, don't talk a lot. It's so such a myth just going into the office, but also just look at Becky and I. We are incredibly outgoing people and have lots of friends and we're accountants. We're extroverts. Like, just because you're good at accounting doesn't, it's not like they go hand in hand where it's like, mm, accounting, hmm, introvert. It's like, uh, no, you can be an extrovert too. No, everybody's an introvert. I think a lot of this that goes into it is also people think accounting is a desk job. But it's honestly, like, yes, it is a desk job, but you're talking to so many other people. Like, in public accounting, you have an engagement team that you're working with. You are talking to the client all the time. You're talking to prospective clients and their audit committees. Like, it's you're not just sitting at your desk typing in numbers. Like, yes, you can be, but you're also communicating with people. Exactly. Like, and I have meetings a lot. So I talk to people. Heck, sometimes for the first five, 10 minutes of the call, we don't even talk about work. We're like catching up. Like not every accountant is an introvert and it's not bad to be an introvert at all, but there shouldn't be a stereotype and a myth placed upon us because as you can tell, Norman and I are quite the extroverts. So we just wanted to delve into that really quick and be like, hmm, he said it's a myth. We can agree. Yeah. And another reason, sorry, this is going to sound so repetitive, but as to why like accounting is a great profession, it's like challenging work, but you're always learning. So I think part of the reasons that I love doing public accounting is having to take another year of school right now because I like learning. It's just something I like love learning new things. It's something I enjoy doing. And you're always going to be learning because, especially as a certified public accounting, you're always going to have to take CPE credits. So nothing is ever the same, especially with so many laws and regulations passing. Agreed. And even on the private end, I have been learning so many new things that literally I just learned a task today and I've done it three times since then. Like, and I'm three months in. So you're always learning. Even on the private side, I'm learning every single day. While this is something I learned in accounting 200, how to do a journal entry, I of course know how to do a journal entry, but today I had to learn how to do it into our system. And I had to include 
the arrangement numbers, the profit centers, what offset account it goes to, all of these different things that were like 10 steps above what I learned in college. Well, I'm always learning. And also, for example, even in the public and the private industries, you have the accounting standard codification 606. And you have to be up to date with that. You have to learn what it is and what it means because if you don't implement that into your company and into their revenue recognition, like you're kind of screwed because it's not wrong. So as I said earlier, ASC 606, you need to be up to date with that. So ASC 606 states that an entity should recognize revenue to depict the transfer of goods or services to customers in an amount that reflects the consideration to which the entity expects to be entitled in exchange for those goods or services. So like I said, again, if you aren't up to date with that, and learning how to recognize revenues in the new ways, you're not doing yourself any justice, you're not doing your customers any justice because then your financial statements are just gonna be wrong after that. So you're always learning because the accounting industry is always changing, but you're also learning how to do new things. Yeah, especially like, and if you're doing like tax, there's always new sections of the tax law that are coming out. There's such new different things like, even in my tax class that I'm learning now, we are learning about different sections of the tax law. And I don't remember what specifically it is that we're learning because we quite literally just learned it yesterday. But my professor was like, oh, yeah, this wasn't in place like a year ago. So this is new to me also trying to teach it to you all. So, like, you're always learning. And honestly, that's what I just love about the profession, because if it was stagnant, I would just feel kind of like bored with what I'm doing. Yes, I might have to have a bit of a learning curve trying to figure out um, the new rules and regulations. But I like that. I like the fact that I'm being productive. It's kind of like the difference between having a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. I know kind of random, but you're always having a growth mindset. You're always learning. That's a great way to put it. Now that we've talked about why the accounting profession is so great, the next chapter talks about is becoming a CPA the right path for you. Really just talked about through our entire podcast and our regular episodes, but it's fit into one chapter here, kind of. But I think that's great also because it gives a very, like, broader, straightforward answer as to what, when Becky and I talk in the podcast, it's just more what we're experiencing. This is decision right now type of thing. So it's really important to read this if you're a student trying to decide what you want to do. Exactly. It gives great, great advice. So in that chapter of deciding if becoming a CPA is the right path for you, we wanted to go over what differences between a regular accountant and a certified public accountant. Norma, if you would like to dive into the latter, because I know that's what you're doing. So to be a certified public accountant, you're basically just like an unbiased third party verifying the validity, validity of the financial statements of a client, but also assessing the effectiveness of the internal controls, specifically if you're working for a public company. So at a basic level and what I've done so far just within my two internships, you're just completing work papers to, text out, to test out the assertions and test and verify the risk of misstatement or fraud and everything. And I, I know that's really vague because even though I've had two years of experience, there's so much stuff that I have not done. But basically, I remember one day I was trying to explain this to like a seven-year-old that I was babysitting. She was like, <laughs> the difference between what you and Becky do? And I'm like, well, Becky, Becky's basically just in charge of the money and I'm the one making sure it's right. So that's just a very 
basic termination of it. <laughs> but that's like the auditing side of being a CPA. A lot of the times you can also do tax and be a CPA. You, there's a lot of other professions I don't necessarily know about to be a CPA. But when I personally think of CPA, I just think of auditing. But there's also tax. Or there's other like services that accounting firms offers. Exactly. And as Norma said earlier, when she was describing to a seven-year-old the difference between a CPA and a regular accountant, I think of the regular accountant as the person who prepares and does the numbers, and the CPA is the person who checks it, and they make sure everything is right, that maybe nobody's committing fraud, that everything's correct, all that yada, yada, yada. So, like, for me, an everyday for me is reconciling accounts, doing the number crunchings within my company. So, my company does tasers and body cams. I'll work on loading the transactions into software so we can correctly recognize the revenues, while the CPAs check my work and make sure that I'm following the correct assertions and the correct rules. So that's kind of a bit of a difference. And so I do the journal entries. I have to work on warranties. Like you pretty much are preparing all of the financial statements while the CPA is checking them, if that makes any sense. And I have to figure things out. So like 40 minutes before this, I was trying to figure out something with a coworker. We were trying to do a journal entry and it just would not load to the application that we use. Literally, we tried it five times and it didn't work. And we finally had to do a manual journal entry. I pretty much could have just written it on paper, took a screenshot and submitted it because that's how manual I had to do it. And it took us 40 minutes to figure out what was going on, why the application wasn't working. We're figuring things out. We have to reverse revenue, credit customers. We pretty much deal with the money that goes inside and outside of the company. Yeah, and that's just all within the revenue stuff that Rebecca's doing in her accounting rotation. She has multiple other rotations that she needs to do. To do. This is just one part. And what I also like about this book is it briefly touches on the other credentials that you can have in accounting that you don't have to be just a regular accountant working in industry or being a CPA. You can be a CMA where you get your certified management accountant license. You can be an enrolled agent, a certified bank auditor. And there's so many more of these. Like I honestly didn't know about anything besides an enrolled agent and a CPA until this book. So it's great also to mention the other aspects of accounting. Exactly. That this book is really great for listeners because it gives you kind of like a code dip into what other things accountants can do besides being an industry worker. And a CPA, like Norma said, literally the only thing that we knew before this was EA, nothing else. There's so many other things that we're wearing through this book. And like I said, I wish it had been something that I had been able to read when I was going through school. It would have opened up a few more doors for me, or at least given me a key to unlock the door, you know? Yeah. And one last topic from this chapter that I really want to mention, and I think is so important to recognize is that there is no right answer to what accounting profession is the best. It's up to you and what you like and dislike about each profession. So like personally, I've had an industry internship before. It's not necessarily for me at this point in time, but that's what Becky wants to do. And even outside of this, like if you want to do tax, if you want to be an enrolled agent, all those different things, I like the validation that it gave within this book. Exactly. Like Norma said, 
She did industry internship, didn't like it. I did a public internship and I wasn't the biggest fan. So there's no right path to take. Narva and I are literally carbon copies of each other. And this is where we decided to split the tree was what part of accounting we wanted to go into. So like, there's no way you can be like, oh, I like this and I like this and I like this. Great. I would be a CMA. Or like this and I like this. Okay, I'm going to be an EA. Like, this is all up to you and knowing yourself. And this book really gives an inside dive. Like, hey, like, maybe try and dip your toes in this if this is something that intrigues you. Yeah. So like we said at the beginning of this podcast, we only touch upon a few, like maybe two or three topics of each chapter. So if you read this book, there's so many other topics discussed that we weren't able to bring up just because quite literally we would not have enough time. So I encourage you guys, if you haven't already, to go purchase this book so you can learn about what the accounting profession is, but also all the other things, how to make your assets exceed your liabilities and all that stuff. So just make sure you go buy the book. It's so great. I've learned a lot and I still haven't even finished reading it. Purchase the book that way you can read along with us and you can see what we're talking about and that way it could spark a little interest. Kind of like listening to an audiobook and reading at the same time, except Norman and I are the audiobook and giving our opinions and our personal experiences. So I think that would be really great. Yeah, the book is listed within the show notes below um, with a link to Amazon. Go ahead and purchase it. Do this book club with us. Get a cup of coffee or hot chocolate or whatever and sit back and relax and listen to us talking about this. Mmm, coffee sounds nice. Yeah, I need to go get some so I can do some studying after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks guys for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on our bonus episode of the Accounting Twins podcast. Thank you. Bye.